Okie dokie, folks. Welcome to the Roots Report podcast presented by Motif Magazine, sponsored by The Parlor, R1 Entertainment, and the Trinity Brewhouse Beer Garden. I am your host, John Fusick. Today, we have Executive Director of the Narrows Center for the Arts, Patrick Norton. In this episode, Norton talks about the Narrows' humble beginnings and how it became one of southeastern New England's best places for live music. John. Patrick. How we doing, my friend? All right, how are you? I'm doing good. The Narrows is quite the uh, the venue for music. You've got a lot of stuff coming up, and you've had a lot of stuff over the years. It's it's an amazing venue that is just something that you would not expect to find in a building like that on near the bridge in Fall River. It's it's just you know it's the third floor of a of an old warehouse, but you've hosted many 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 exceptional musicians throughout how long has it been now we're in our 21st year 21st year wow i didn't realize it was that long yeah and you know you were that you came by you were there in our early days i mean you know the narrows is all is super humble beginnings right that was just an accident most of the things that we've run into have been you know fortunate accidents as i'd like to say you know um when we we moved into that space we had previously had a smaller space in Fall River before we moved into the bigger mill space on the waterfront, and we get kind of kicked out of there by the city of Fall River at that time. You know, typical, yeah. you know, freaky artists on the on the other side of town. Let's get rid of before trouble starts, right? <laughs> And then, then, then we so then we moved to this other space, which was like three or four times the size. We didn't have much money, and we just had like two speakers on two sticks, and we hosted folk music for a while there. I think a year or two. I know you, you know, you were around during those periods, oh, and yeah. it was like set up plastic chairs, and we just like saved our money. Always been it's been pretty much volunteer driven. Uh, for the first seven years, it was all volunteers, and we had a half a million dollar budget. So we've had some really cool people involved. That's gotten us to this point. You've gone. I mean, you can you can visually see the changes that have happened in that place. You went from the plastic chairs to church pews to auditorium seating and comfy seats and air conditioning and all kinds of structural changes. I mean, it's it's amazing from that space at the beginning. I mean, and then the gallery too, that beautiful gallery that you. Yeah, like I said, I mean, again, we've been lucky. I mean, early on, this guy Bert Harlow, who's one of the was was the original narrow center guy on at our old place on martin street came over he was a really uh, architectural design kind of guy so he kind of envisioned how the how the whole space would lay out and again we've been super modest from the beginning we raise a little bit of money we fix it up we do some shows we save some money we fix it up it's been that kind of thing we you know 20 years you know we've done over 2,000 shows a lot of great acts a lot of success a lot of community stuff but you know like everything else over the last couple of years it's been you know less than spectacular well yeah that's been that's been tough everywhere along at least you've weathered it and still are around there are a lot of venues that didn't make it yeah no i mean we're lucky because we've been around a while i feel for those venues who are around who've only been around a few years and didn't have we also have a very strong patron base people who are nonprofits were able to get donations from our members and stuff and that's always served us well people are super supportive you know the there's not the music community when you get involved in that kind of stuff people really take that stuff seriously and they want to be helpful right it's you know they appreciate what you do i mean i know i appreciate what you do because you go to the narrows to see a show and no matter where you sit it's a great seat and you're just you get that intimate performance with people you'd be able to see up that close and personal it's true the late great bill graham i know you're a fan oh yeah he he always he always said what makes a great show is the symbiotic relationship between the musician, 
audience and venue. And that's so true. Right. Something that Amazon doesn't deliver. No, they right? don't. When you get a live person playing music or a live band playing music to live people, the interactions there in a nice little venue. You know, it doesn't matter who the person voted for, what their age was, what their sex is, what their job. People just want to have a good time and group to the music. Oh, yeah. You know, you know, we've seen that on the COVID rebound where people, a lot of people really, really miss live music. You oh, know, well. it's kind of a, it's a subculture these days. It's not like it used to be. We know no. that. Well, you, you, know? S- you know, you managed to have the pretty successful live streams, too, while, you, while it was shut down, which, which was pretty good. You had pretty good yeah, audiences I mean, for those. We did. And again, we have we've had a, we've built a loyal audience over the years, and we had some really great camera operators. Again, volunteers who were good at uh, you know using their thirty-five millimeter cameras came in, kind of learned it, we figured it out as we went along, and it was fun. We had fun with it too. It was good. It was therapeutic for everyone. I think to go down there on a Friday night and get some music out there, so it was good. Yeah, no, and when I did the live the live show there, that was fun. It was you know it was an experience to play to an empty room. Well to the five people who are in the room. It's not easy. No, it's not. It's It's easy. It's not easy. It's not, but it was fun. It was fun. Yeah, but it's nothing like, I mean, we did that. It was fun, but when you brought people back, you remembered, oh, man, this is really what it's like. You really need that other element of the human spirit to make it flow. But, um, you know, today I can, we're happy to announce that we're doing away with the vaccine um, mandates for entry now so that was voted on last night at the narrows board meeting so we're glad to put that ugly chapter in the rearview mirror and hopefully moving forward this will be the way it is and uh we can get back to rocking and rolling you know cut all the bullshit out so to speak i mean i know there's things like the other night when i was at the bruce coburn show i mean just little things that you see at a show that you can't you can't experience through uh the screen it's like you know his little funny thing that i think half the audience caught he was he was sitting there and he said something about he was a puppet or you know now i'm gonna do the chore the choreograph portion of the show and he started making a little tap dancing things with his feet and it's like half the people saw it and half the people didn't but that's you know the stuff that you catch live that you're not going to really catch because it was kind of a little private joke among the audience right that's the kind of stuff that you see there now i know you've had a lot of people there and i know that I know you've told me personally, I don't know if you want to tell anybody, but I know you have your favorite shows, but you've had your least favorite shows there. And I, I know oh, I know God. who this person I is. And a, I, I thought we had a relationship. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I know oh, who this person I, is. I don't know if you I want to speak tell, it. I don't mind. I, you know, I'm an old man now, so I, I have less to hide. <laughs> I have less to hide. Yes, Melanie was the worst show we ever had. I've experienced one of her shows, and I tell you, I, I mean, left. <laughs> it was, you know, God rest. Well, she's still alive. She is. I, she is alive. But it, it was it was odd, and it was super, and it was early on when we weren't used to dealing with odd. You know, the music business is full of a lot of cool people. Most of them are kind of wacky, but that's what makes it cool, too, right? Yes. But she took it to the extreme, you know, and she drove everybody nuts. And, uh, yep. you know, she we, we, the good news is she was one and done. We didn't have to have her back. So it, was, uh, <laughs> it worked out well. Yeah, I, I experienced one of her shows and I left. I left halfway because it was just so, I don't know. It was just for somebody who's been playing as long as she's been playing and has done what she's done. It was just, I, I don't know what was going on. Well, yeah, I mean, it's funny because I always, and I say this because I've been lucky, you know, I do the sound now so i get to work the sound checks and sometimes those are like really the fun part of the gigs and you get to see people's personalities and stuff like that and, um bruce coburn's a perfect example bruce coburn 
he did about an hour and a half sound check, and it was just a solo performance, but he played his six guitars. He really took his time. He went over the sound, was working on his songs, blah, 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 blah. And he's a consummate professional. He's 76 years old. 76 years old. He doesn't have to do that. you know. He's And I've seen others. Peter Wolf come in, rehearse sound, re- spend time rehearsing songs. And there are other bands that come in there and kind of like blow through their sound check, and, they get on, and all they care about is getting on the phone with their girlfriend. It makes a difference, I think. You, yeah. know? you know, and... Uh, those, those, especially the um, um, you know older musicians, I, I take inspiration for them. The ones who really come and bring their A game like that, it can't be easy doing so many. You know, I mean, no. you're not a young puppy anymore. You've done no, a lot of not. shows over the years, and <laughs> we're not to the. Tra- I think the travel piece has got to be brutal for these guys. You know, oh, everyone, it is. Always, everyone always says, you know, the music's free. You're paying us for the travel. We hear that over and over again. You know. Well, that's what I when I talk to people. That's that's their least part favorite part. They love to perform, but they hate the travel right and there's no way around it right i mean the only way you can do it people don't understand this i think like the average person well how do they do it well the only way they can do is go from town to town to town to town because they don't have enough audience in one place to make it financially viable you know it's just one of those things so i have a lot of respect for musicians and people who are out anyone who can make a living in the music business man god bless them because it is hard work well, I've, I know that you treat you treat the performers wonderfully there, and then you've I mean you've upped the green room too. I mean you've got a shower and a beautiful green room now, and you treat the performers. I mean you treat them very well there, and it, I, I know speaking to a lot of people that when they've played there, they've had a very good experience. They they really like playing at the Narrows. Well, we care, you know. I think I mean we we love music first. I mean we're not, it's not like a bunch of BS and hippie speak. I mean you know we all, most of the people involved there have been love music. Music, have been involved with music for most of their life. It's just something we love to do. So um, we we respect. Again, like I said, we know you know, I, we know how hard it is on the road out there playing music for people, and it's challenging times to put it mildly. No, oh, and your volunteers there are amazing. You have an amazing yeah. group of volunteers, and they a lot of them have been there for many many years, and they treat yeah. people. I, I, it's just you probably have the greatest group of volunteers I've I've met because they're so nice. They're so professional. They show up. They do things that they might not want to do, but they do them with a smile. And yeah. it's just, I, I've just seen the same people there for years, and they're all amazing. And they're, they're just super into the crowd. And it's just, you always have a, and the crowd, just the, the your, your, your audience is always nice too. There's really, yeah, you I don't mean, have you know, any we, jerks. We try not to, you know, we don't, and, and, you know, we want everyone to have a good time, you know that, but it's mild to wild, but it's going to be like, you know, show appropriate. We always say that. You know, we can't have people like yapping and screaming, talking in the back when we have a Bruce Coburn or right. a Tom Rush or some quiet show. But, you know, if it's some rock and roll show in the back, forever young, rocking and reeling, <laughs> right? We allow for a little more hijinks. But, right. I mean, it's just, but it works. But, you know, and I think we've been curated. And again, we're, again, what we do is really for music lovers, right? Right. We'd like to get more of the general public to come, and we've been successful with that you know in the past and i think it's going to be a bit of a rebuild over the next year or so get people acclimated to come back to shows know that it's safe and all and i i'm super understanding of all that um it's been a challenging time for a lot of people but i think 
you know, it's like the Roaring Twenties. At some point, we're ready to really break out of this thing. Well, know? yeah, I th- think it will be. So yeah. you've had, I mean, in the thousands of, who is who is your favorite to work with? There are a few. I'm I'm, I'm going to say three right off the top of my head because I've worked with them a while. Tom Rush, Chris Smither, and Los Lobos. Just all three, all three are wonderful. Well, Lobos is a band and stuff, but we've hosted them many times, and they're absolutely a riot rock and roll champions 40 some years in the music business working it hard always playing great shows and tom rush really kind of taught me how i mean the guy shows me how it's done every time he's done probably 15 or 20 shows at the narrows he's again always on time takes his sound check seriously and then he takes the extra effort at the break to go out in the uh, art gallery and sign autographs and talk to people to connect with his audience and, and he said it to me best he said you know and you know this too john you've been on the folk circuit without volunteers i wouldn't have a career right and he gets it you know some guys don't and you know that too i'm not going to get into those cats but he really gets it that it's like yeah it's like all these volunteers and the people who come to my concert who spend 30 bucks or whatever it is you know that's a big deal for them they may only go to one or two concerts a year and, and 30 dollars is a lot of money for right, a lot right. of people so but he values that and and, and all three of those do that and, and again chris has been a guy who's played a bunch of times and such a sweetheart and you know wonderful consummate musician and just a generous guy so those are those are my three faves i don't mind saying that Good. And a whole bunch of them peter wolf's another guy we'd love too i gotta say that have been his band for years have been super again another guy consummate professional works his ass off at every gig never mails it in i love that about him you know and he's not kid he's in his 70s no no he's like 75 i mean that's it well that's a tricky part right i know at one point we have talked about the aging of rock and roll right. what is that gonna mean we, we we're, we're significant we're 20 years younger than the old guys in rock and roll right right but they're not going to be here forever, and it's kind of a dwindling lot. And what's the underling team going to look like, so to speak? You know, yeah, the new guys coming up, and yeah, you I'm know. curious about that too. It, I, it I think I think some of this stuff will morph smaller. I mean, we've already seen it in the in the short in the twenty years that we've been doing it. There are bands that we couldn't afford. Some bands are just not as popular as they used to be, so the prices come down. And I think the whole industry has like shrunken. You know that. Oh, I yeah. mean, compared to like the eighties and nineties, you gotta be kidding me. There's way less people going out to shows now than there were then. Way less. Between the drug driving laws and, you know, AIDS and some of these other things that happened over that period of time, it's just changed dramatically. So I see it getting smaller. There'll always be those big shows. But again, there's a lot less of those now, too. I'd rather see. I I honestly enjoy. I enjoy when I go to the Narrows. I don't have a bad experience. I'm comfortable. It's 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 you have a parking spot. It's it's just everything is just works well there. It's there are. I am very fussy when I go to venues, and I don't I like. Too. Yeah, I I know what I like, and I like. There's a bunch of venues that I enjoy going to because they they work well. They know how to treat the audience. They know how to have good talent. They know that's a it's not an overly burdensome experience. Where I mean, I hate to say this, but only because I have never seen him. I I bought Paul McCartney tickets, and I am dreading it because I'm used to going to shows at venues like the Narrows where, you know, it's a few hundred people. It's a nice little simple experience, but you're going to go, I'm going to go to Fenway and there's going to be 35,000 people there and it's going to be insane. You know, it's like, and like 10 times the price of the Narrows. Oh, it's, yeah, it's, it's crazy. But, 
but you know, but you know, and then, but, but by the same token, if I may be so bold to say, so McCartney's earned it too, and I'm sure he'll put on a great show. I mean, you know, and that's back to the old guys again. Right. It just goes to show you the resiliency. I mean, Paul McCartney, God Almighty, he doesn't have to like. This is obviously not a financial thing for him by any sense of the word, but he's doing it because he loves it, and right. that's awesome. You know, that's like Muddy Waters and the old black guys. Like you're seeing that now, how these old rockers who are influenced by a lot of those guys, you know, it looks like they want to go out like those guys did. A lot of those old blues guys kind of went out on stage. They played right till the very end. And I see, you know, Christ of Rolling Stones, a whole lot of them probably kind of trying to keep going as much as they can. And I think that'll be good for the small places, too, because audiences will shrink. And I think, again, the older you get, the more particularly you get for venues. And it's going to be good for places like Narrows and smaller type things, I think. I'm hoping anyway. Well, you continue to have great talent coming in. And so why don't we go there? Do you, do you have a list of who's coming up that you're excited about and who that... Yeah, I mean, I do have, and I, and, you know, I'm lucky too. I, I still get excited about the shows. It's not like, even though I've done it, people say, oh, I'm lucky. You know, this is like, the, I've, I've had a non, I had a regular straight job. I worked in politics for many years, so I know what that's like. And this is a dream, you know, so, and it's trying to find the younger acts too. I'm really on that too. I mean, it's always a good mix. We get everybody, it's kind of on the way up and on the way out, as we say. <laughs> I mean, it's true. There's nothing wrong with that. I no, mean, no, you know, it's, it is the truth because, it I is mean. The truth. I mean, that's what we're working with, you know? You know, and we're happy to do that. You know, I mean, well, you just interviewed Martin Barr, another guy, right? right? I, I saw that. Kill, that was a great interview. He's coming up. He's in his seventies. That'll be a great show. Lobos is coming up March twenty-six. I got these great uh, uh, a younger band, April seventh, the Soul Rebels. They're out of New Orleans, kind of like a street marching horn driven band that'll be fun hot tuna april 23rd That's yeah i talked to yarma for that one right another guy what's good like he's like he's 82 i think yeah he's, <laughs> he's amazing i mean he's yeah but i mean a lot of people might not even know that he's from jefferson airplane a lot of people might not even make that association these days because people are so disconnected from things right you know that, right. i mean he was one of the he was at woodstock i mean he he's he's a legend yeah and he's out there and he's like and you know you've seen he's like he's big he's tall he's strong he's right. healthy and stuff i mean you know so you know we, it, it's going to be good and we, we've also got plans to a uh, nick another favorite i just looked at the schedule june 25th nick Lowe with low straight jackets oh That's yeah nick Lowe is amazing right and then and then like even fall river started to pick over pick up over the last few years so the city's developing this little city pier um area which is not which is kind of like down the road from us and we might be able to start doing concerts out there this summer. So that'd be like a fun little spot. It holds about like a thousand people. So where is it? Not... Is it near the art? Is that near that little gateway archery thing that's over there? No, it's the other way. We know when you played on the boardwalk ramble, that park is yeah. one park down. Oh, okay. One park down from that. And it's, it kind of is like it's a little jetty that kind of goes out into the, um, out into the Taunton River. It's going to be, it's, it was an old, it was all beat up, but they're going to put some a bunch of grass, and it's going to be nice. And they got some staging and power, so um, we look forward to that. We always like to do some fun outdoor shows, and, and like I, you were part of the Boardwalk Ramble, we try to do these community efforts. We try to do as many free events as we possibly can, and that was fun when we had ten musicians up and down the floor of a waterfront. We'll be doing that again in September, I'm sure. And you do you um, do another you do another outdoor event too, don't you? Um, we we've done Block of Palooza, we've done the Arts Festival. We're kind of moving it around. I think we're going to focus our attention and over the next few years on that city pier project because okay. we think that's got some real legs to it it's right down the street from us and it's a beautiful spot with the sunset and everything and it might be something we can build out for something really special so we'll see so who else is coming up over the over the summer and summertime 
I can tell you, it looks like July 14th. We'll be happy to see this one. Robert Earl Keane. That's not on sale nice. yet, but that'll be a big one. David Bromberg, July 29th. Um, I got the Warren Treaty. You know those guys? August 25th. I they don't were, know if I know them or not. They were big shots at Newport a few years ago. And then hopefully uh, September 4th is that show outside with Shimika Copeland. I got Todd Snyder coming in the fall. Mm-hmm. Kathleen Edwards. When is Kathleen Edwards coming? Uh, well, I guess I can say this. It's not definite, but it looks like it's going to be September 23rd. Terribly disappointed when she quit. But now that she's coming, because that's the last place I saw her was the Narrows. Yeah, she's played a couple of shows. And again, you, again, right, it speaks to how freaking hard it is. Yes. Again, you know, she went and she, she, and she got into like a big bakery or something which can't be much easier i said to myself now she opened you know? a coffee shop called quitters there you go in uh, in uh, canada so i'm glad she's back you know one of the perks of the narrows is you bring your own food and, and alcohol yes that's that's one of the things that people like because you're not you're not gouging people on ten dollar beers and twenty dollar slices of pizza i mean you can bring in what you want to eat and people come in and they come in early and they set up a little spot and they have themselves a little meal and then have some beverages during the night yeah and it's and nobody takes it to excess really there's really never been any excess either people are responsible no it's like you know i'm you know i believe in that adult responsibility man we started pretty innocuous because again when we started we had literally no money right so that means we also had no money to do a bar right either because that's super expensive so the easiest thing this is i remember like one of my inspirations was going down to common fence point many many years ago and they was like picnic tables and pyo bear it was like right. well i didn't know you could do this and i was like yeah you can do this and it saves you a bunch you know it's no startup costs and it just kind of worked well and I think not having a bar, the upside to that is it really um, keeps the focus on the music again. Right, right. right. I mean, people can drink and have a good time, but it's not a bar atmosphere. It's different. Right. They, they just bring, I mean, they show up with a little picnic basket and a bottle of wine and a couple of glasses and they enjoy themselves. Exactly. And it's, you know, and they don't have to worry about budgeting an extra $100 for anything else they're going to have. I know that if you go to a big venue concert, you've got to, You've got to budget in, like, you know, if you want to have a snack and a couple of beers or a glass of wine, then you've got to budget in that extra money, which yeah. can be prohibitive to some people. And and yeah. you don't charge to park either. There's a place to park that's easy. And yeah. I mean, I think that works for what we do, you know. It's I mean, great. Really... I mean, you have parking. You have parking that people can show up and they don't have to worry about where they're going to park. And Well, that's the upside of being in Fall River, I mean. Right? I mean... Well, People say, oh, Jesus Christ, Fall River. And I, I love Fall River. We should say something about I mean, Fall River is a really great place. It's, it's listen, every place has their, uh, especially these cities, you know. I mean, it's not, cities aren't easy. They're hard. Yeah. And, you know, it takes all kinds to, you know, to, to literally, it takes a village. And Fall River's been through some tough times, but they're coming out of it pretty good. And, and uh, with the train coming and um, some of the, uh, like, the real estate market is just really, really blowing up down here. Um, it's going to be good for Fall River. It's going to be good. I think good times are ahead for this area. No, I've always, it's always been a musical place. I've, you know, I've been playing in Fall River for my whole career. I've, I've, there are places I played in City Hall in Fall River, got a proclamation from the mayor for playing in City Hall at one time. It's just, it's always been a welcoming music town and it's, and you've just put the cherry on top of it with the Narrows because it, it just, I mean, if anybody's never been to the Narrows, they are missing out because it, it really is an experience that will keep you coming back. I mean, and you have a lot of repeat customers. 
you have a we huge do. following for the Narrows. We do. We're very, very lucky, and we don't take that for granted. We're very lucky. We're going to continue to work at it and try to be better and, you know, let people know we appreciate it, you know, because we know times, you know, money's tight and they could do a lot of different things, but we want people to come out to the Narrow Center on a Saturday night rather than stay home. We get a lot of great music, so check out our calendar, narrowcenter.org. And you have music just about any night of the week, too. It's not just on the weekends. You have weeknights right. as well. Right. We're probably about twice a week, though. We're, we know. I mean, last week we had a bunch, but we're trying to do like 100 shows this year. I think that would be a pretty manageable note. But yeah, we're all over the place with, with, with what day of the week. So check the website for that stuff. And, you know, our art gallery is open 12 to 5, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. It's free. People can just come down and take a look. We've got art studios on the second floor that are open during the concerts. We've got yoga classes. I don't know. If, did you know we do yoga, John? I've seen it. I've seen it on the website. Yeah, I we don't do personally yoga. do right. it, but... No, we do yoga. Let me see if I can get the schedule straight. Like. Tuesday at 5.30, Wednesday at 10 a.m., and Saturday morning at 8.45. It's super popular. We're actually almost selling out most of our yoga classes now. Wow, that's great. And then we've got the brewery, too. Right, I was going to bring that up because that's open. Yeah. That's open, and if you don't bring your, your own beverages, you can go downstairs and, and buy one, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. they got four packs to go. Keith Cavallo, Troy City Brewing, has done a great job. I mean, especially over the pandemic. I mean, those guys really, really hustled this thing. And they got a great product, and it kind of goes with what we do. So, um, you know, we've got some other exciting things down the road for the, for the Narrows. We've got a whole building to Phil, so uh, as we like to say, let's let the good times roll, John, right? Yep. It's been a pleasure talking with you. I know we, we get to talk quite a bit, so this is this is more for the public, but we have our own conversations. But um, I, I thank you for your time, and uh, if you want to leave them with anything, it's your chime now if you want to say anything else. Uh, thanks to everyone who's been coming out for over the years and being so supportive, and if you haven't been, get down to the show, and we'll see you real soon. All right. Well, thank you very thanks, much, John. Patrick Norton, the Narrows uh, from Fall River. Thank you. Thank you, John. Have a great day. You too. Thanks. Okie dokie. Thanks to Patrick Norton for being part of this episode of the Roots Report podcast. The Roots Report podcast is presented by Motif Magazine and sponsored by The Parlor, R1 Entertainment, and the Trinity Brewhouse Beer Garden. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.